Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Welcome to NBA Today with Malika Andrews, live from Los Angeles. Coming up on NBA Today. All right, Bucks fans, listen up. Giannis Antetokounmpo, he does not plan to sign a contract extension when he becomes eligible later this month. But do not panic yet. We're going to tell you why. And Rich Paul, he says LeBron has had a tougher path than Michael Jordan and gives him an advantage in the GOAT debate. All right, Big Park, he has some big thoughts on that topic. Plus, Team USA bounced back from defeat to crush Italy in the FIBA World Cup quarterfinals. We're going to have all the highlights from today's action coming to you. NBA Today starts right now. Welcome to NBA Today. I'm Malika Andrews, joined here in studio by ESPN NBA reporter Om Young Masuk. We also have Kendrick Perkins with us. And it is good to be back, my friends. It's been a couple of weeks. Perk, how you doing? How you feeling? Uh, you, you know, I've just been in the sun, getting a tan. Oh, you it looks... You know what I mean? Getting a tan. <laughs> Chef's yeah. kiss. Chef's yeah. kiss. I'm like an SPF 50 kind of girl, but yeah. it's it, yeah. it's all good. That's a light skin mafia. All right. We have so much to get to. We're going to start with the game of the day out in Manila, Ohm. So let's head there now because Team USA squared off against Italy in the corner finals. That was this morning. Jaron Jackson Jr. looking to have a little bit of a bounce back game, but it was Mikhail Bridges who was getting things done, Ohm. Malika, the only thing hotter than Mikhail Bridges in the Philippines is lumpia. Have you ever had lumpia? No, but I it need is to. Filipino egg rolls is crispy, hot out the fryer. Nothing <laughs> better except for Mikhail Bridges today. So Mikhail Bridges is an egg roll. He is that hot. He is that crispy. But it's Austin Reeves who has the putback. Uh, Malika giving his Filipino fans a thriller in Manila. Austin Reeves. Oh, you brought the heat this morning. Perk out in the corner. Gets that one to go. Threes was something that Team USA struggled with against Lithuania. Not in this one. No point at him. Yeah, and look, the ball movement was beautiful. Passing up good shots to get great shots. We see good screens, drawing two, mid-range jumper in his bag like he had what? Fries at the bottom. Fries at the Waffle bottom fries, are lumpia if you're, yeah. if you're in Manila. And the good thing is they didn't need Perk today in the paint to bang with the big guys like they did in their last game when they had to deal with size. They did not have any problems with size today. Well, Mikhail Bridges, he ends up having a game-high 24 points in this one, but that may have been the play of the game right there. Ooh, Tyrese Halliburton between the legs throws it up to Paolo Bancaro, who puts an exclamation mark on this win. The USA wins it 100-63 to to advance to the semifinals. Now, Team USA fixed right the two biggest reasons why they lost to Lithuania on Sunday. Rebounding and then defending the three-point line. USA lost the rebounding battle, if you could call it that one, by 16 on Sunday. But then they out-rebounded Italy by 18 today. Different teams, right? Different size advantage here. But after allowing Lithuania to make 14 threes, they held Italy to just seven. And our senior writer, Brian Windhorst, he is out there covering Team USA, and he has more on this big win. 
Okay, I'm here with Mikhail Bridges, who had a spectacular game against Italy tonight. Mikhail, this is a type of performance that has Team USA as the favorite. You guys came in with a completely different attitude uh, than you had been the last few games. What was the mindset of the team coming in to change things tonight? Um, just to play aggressive, man, from the jump, you know. I think we just lacked in the beginning of the games and not, you know, the starters not bringing that. And um, that's what we did today because we know what the bench does. So just playing hard for the whole 40, not waiting towards the end and, uh, you know, bring that energy from the jump. Yeah, well, you were a big part of that. Um, we saw this last NBA season, your development as an offensive player. We saw the Mikhail Bridges offensive package tonight, jumpers, driving, slashing, spot-ups. Did you feel like this was a game you needed to, to, to deploy that uh, offensive skill? Um, no, not really, man. Just... Being in the right spot, I think my teammates just finding me. That's really it. You know, Ant, I think it's big for Ant because, you know, Ant can get 30 out here every time. And, you know, he was finding guys tonight. And it's just, you know, he's just, he's helping the team out. You know, he don't even, I don't think he really understand that yet. But, uh, you know, he's just finding guys and everybody's just playing off each other. And I was just trying to just being ready at all times. Mikhail, two things I didn't expect to see on the bingo card tonight. Uh, Mikhail Bridges, taunting technical. Maybe to your guy Ricardo on the Italian bench and a Mikhail Bridges heat check. How about that for for tonight's game? Oh, I mean it was great. Yeah, I knew I should have done it. I knew I might have got a tech. I was I was I was I was in the zone a little bit, but uh, yeah, man, just like I said, my guy is finding me. That's the biggest thing, and I think they understood it. They just kept finding me, and I was just ready to shoot. Well, good news, no no NBA fine for this technical foul. That's man, that's all right. awesome. Would have paid for it. Whoa. Yeah, no kidding. Congratulations on a great performance. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> Back to you. Thanks, Brian. I mean, nothing wrong with a little tech when it's fun. Uh, we appreciate that. Don't go too far. Perk, what stood out to you from today's dominant win for Team USA? Well, Malika, it's been a minute. And three weeks ago, before they started, you know, competing, the USA team, we talked about what players we had to watch. And damn it, my eyes were on this young man. He's been a star in this role, but today he played like an all-star. And I spied something. Hmm. I'm Kendrick Perkins, better known as Big Perk, and nothing gets past me. Freeze! Just when you thought it did get past me, there I am. I spy a problem. I spy it all. Carry the hell on. Well, you know, yesterday was one of my favorite holidays outside of Thanksgiving. It was Labor Day. That means I was off. I didn't have to buy gifts, and the grill was on. And not only was it on here, it was on across the country because my boy, Mikael Bridges, who I spied weeks ago to have an impact on this situation in this game and this Team USA, he dropped the 24-piece wing dinner all flats. Take a look at him right here, getting out in transition. You have one, two, three, four guys in front of him. So what? I'm going LeBron James mode, big daddy mode in the paint, finishing and one, bringing the tenacity. I'm getting it out again. I got a bigger bag. You want to see the Hezzy pull up three? I'm going to pull up a little KD in my bag. This is Mikael Bridges showing everything that he has. The Brooklyn Nets have a future all-star in this young man, and he's going to continue to rise. By the way, since Shanae is not right here, I'm going to bring up a cheat sheet. My cheat sheet is stat. Plus 90. He leads the entire Team USA in a plus-minus uh, category for them overall, and he has been doing his thing. Mikael Bridges, 24-piece wing dinner, lemon pepper style. Remember, it was Labor Day. I had a 50-piece, but he had a 24-piece. Carry on. Man, you know what? 
Nothing says we're back like chicken analogies and I spy with yeah. Big Perk, which is a little bit of cheat sheet, cheat sheet sauce on the side. Uh, let's get back mm -hmm. out to Brian Winhorse, who has a little bit more Perk. Hey Malika, hello from Manila. I hope you guys are doing great back in Los Angeles. So what we had tonight was the type of performance that Team USA really needed after that game against Lithuania. You know, that game against Lithuania almost paid off in a strange way because it really put them into a different mindset that they needed for this game. And you could tell that it was Mikhail Bridges who really led it. Now, the reason that Kevin Durant got traded last year was because the Brooklyn Nets wanted Mikhail Bridges so badly. That's what got them to that point. And the reason they wanted him so badly was because he was more than just a 3 and D guy by the time he got to that point in his career. He was really a dynamic offensive player. That wasn't something that we saw a lot with Team USA. He's mostly been, uh, you know, really putting pressure on the ball and playing good defense. He's had his moments. He was averaging nine points a game, but certainly not what we saw in this one. But it was the whole package. He was out there creating shots off the dribble, spotting up, getting to the line, even talking trash. That is not something we see from him very often, but I think he felt the team needed it and definitely an indication of what could be to come for the Brooklyn Nets and hopefully for Team USA for the rest of this tournament. was also an important game for Anthony Edwards. Now, Anthony Edwards has been the leading scorer for this team throughout this tournament. He's been awesome. He's been, you know, uh, really picked them up when they've needed him. But coming out of the lost Lithuania when he had 35 points, I think there was a feeling that maybe he was looking for his shot too much. And one of the things that happened in this game was Anthony was passing the ball. He was creating for others. He was really working hard on defense. The team employed a half-court trap on the Italians that they weren't ready for, and Anthony Edwards was a big part of its success. And after the game, talking to the players in the locker room, Anthony Edwards was as excited as anybody and he had three points way far away from the 35 that he scored in the loss on Sunday. So that was a big step for him as he looks to use this as a springboard, not just to show he can score, but he can be a leader of a team. And finally, it was a huge night for Paolo Bancaro. Now, earlier this summer, Paolo created some controversy when he elected to back out of a promise to play for Italy and instead play for Team USA. Now, this was really not well received in Italy. They were planning on building their national team around him for the next decade plus. The Federation president, you know, used the word betrayal talking about it because Paolo hadn't communicated his decision. But frankly, Grant Hill, and even more than just the Duke connection with Grant Hill, Steve Kerr really likes what Bancaro can do. He sees him as a guy who can play kind of a Draymond Green role for this team, and that's very effective in FIBA. So Paolo was facing a little bit of adversity coming into this game. And then Jaron Jackson, as he's been happening all play, all tournament, got into foul trouble. Two fouls right in the first quarter, so Paolo was right in the game, and he had had to play and he played really good minutes. He was plus 18 in the first half and in the third quarter he had a huge alley-oop dunk off a highlight pass from Tyrese Halliburton that gave him a, a lot of you know excitement and could release some stress. So a big night for him and a big night for Team USA as they get to the quarterfinals on Friday. They'll wait the winner of Germany-Latvia. Uh, Dennis Schroeder I know wants that matchup really bad so we'll see how that develops. Uh, Malika back to you in Los Angeles. Brian Windhorst, thank you so much, my friend. All right, back here with Ohm, and look who is joining us, our senior writer, Zach Lowe. Guys, Team USA, I mean, they, they dominated this game right from the jump. It was their second largest victory margin during this year's FIBA World Cup. So, Zach, I want to start with you here. We heard Brian Windhorst talk about maybe that this was needed, and they needed a loss in order to change their mindset, to be put back on the aggressive. How much of a statement win do you think this game was for Team USA? 
It was a nice win, but it's a game that Team USA should win and should win comfortably. And by sure. the way, they've won every game pretty comfortably, except the game they lost to Lithuania. 5-1 and one with a scoring margin of about 25 a game. That's kind of what you expect in 2023 from a Team USA group that doesn't have the A-plus NBA roster, at least not yet. And this is a good, solid team. Lithuania made every three. Italy today missed every three. Italy didn't have the kind of size Lithuania did to punish the Team USA's lack of size, particularly when Jaron Jackson Jr. was in foul trouble, which Jaron Jackson Jr. is just always in foul trouble in this World Cup. It was a nice win. Mikhail Bridges was great. Anthony Edwards' passing was great. And if I'm the Pacers and a Pacers fan, I love everything I've seen from Tyrese Halliburton yep. this entire World Cup. That dude is ready to make a leap, and Brian nailed it. Bancaro, as our backup center, has been fantastic on both ends of the floor. If I'm a Magic fan, I'm super excited by what he's done in a role that's very different than he's had to play in Orlando. Zach, if I'm a Nets fan, I'm rejoicing at what I see from Mikhail Bridges. I mean, that guy looks like he could develop into an ace, an alpha guy. But listen, Lithuania punked USA. They exposed a lot of the flaws for this team, the size, the physicality. And in a way, I think this is kind of a blessing in disguise for Steve Kerr that they were able to afford a loss to Lithuania, end up in that side of the bracket where they don't have to face Serbia, they don't have to face Canada, they don't have to face Luka and Slovenia right off the bat on that side to get to the championship game. And it served as a wake-up call. We needed to see how these guys were going to respond to how they were basically punked by Lithuania. They responded, and I think this team is growing. Like, like Wendy said, yeah. with Anthony Edwards, that is a growing moment for him. If I'm a Minnesota Timberwolves fan and I see that, mm. I like what I see a lot. I think that's the maturity of a young starter we're seeing in front of us. We're not done talking about the FIBA World Cup, but I think it's time for us all to go grab a cup of coffee because that game was early here on the West Coast. So we're going to take a break. Still ahead on NBA Today, James Harden and Dame Lillard, they have both requested trades. This feels like deja vu. This is what we were talking about the last time NBA Today was on air. But which superstar guard is actually going to play this upcoming season with the team we left them with and Giannis Antetokounmpo. He says he's not going to sign a contract extension until he's comfortable knowing Milwaukee will continue to compete for a championship. How concerned should Milwaukee be? Plus, head coach Ty Lue says that Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, they're on track to be healthy for training camp. That is great news for the Clippers. What is at stake for them this season? We discuss. Now let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac weighing heavily on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom, Onyeho Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good. The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liquor, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. 
To be honest, I'm playing this way since I started playing basketball. What is your goal for your career? Everybody loves playing NBA. When I was little, I just play video games and I dream code. That was my life. I really couldn't do a push-up. Then I started working out, working out, working out. I drink the last school on the airplane coming to America. Can do everything. I always think someone is better than me. Just by that mentality, I'm going to be underdog always. Nikola Jokic, this year's most valuable player. It's up. Oh, it's good! Of course it goes in! An incredible performance for the man they call Joker. NBA today. It's been nearly three months since Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets beat the Heat in the NBA Finals, and in just 49 days, which is kind of wild to say, the franchise will raise their first ever NBA championship banner on opening night. And I'm not counting out a repeat. I'm, I'm not doing that, Nuggets fans. All I'm saying is it's going to be tough, especially in a stacked Western Conference, because take a look at this. It's year 21 for LeBron James, the Lakers. They have completely reloaded around him after making the Western Conference Finals last season, and they're not alone, right? Coming out on the heels of acquiring Kevin Durant, the Suns, they added Bradley Beal. They formed a new big three along with Devin Booker. And then you go out to where I'm from, the Bay, hey. And the Warriors, they're looking to turn their big three into a big four, adding future Hall of Famer Chris Paul into the mix with Steph, with Clay, and with Draymond Green. But here's the deal. It's not just the West, right? They, they have a handful of contenders, but so did the East. They boast plenty of threats to win the title as well. And we need to start with Giannis Antetokounmpo and the Bucks. They're looking to rebound, right, from last season's first-round exit at the hands of the Miami Heat. And who can forget about the Celtics? Because, right, they've been knocking on the door the last couple of seasons. But is this finally the year that they're going to break through it all? And speaking of breaking through, then we also have who else? Oh, yeah. Joel Embiid, that MVP award that was constantly eluding him in Philadelphia, is he ready to accomplish playoff success now that he has the MVP as well? Now, the answer to that, it may, may very well hinge on one of the biggest questions left this offseason, right? And of course, Ohm, that surrounds who? It surrounds James Harden. I've said this, it feels like we were where we were a couple of months ago because Damian Lillard requested a trade. James Harden requested a trade from the respective teams. There's less than a month now between when players are due to report to training camp and where we're sitting here. Where are Dame and James Harden going to be when camp gets underway? So I do want to bring in Zach to the conversation along with Kendrick Perkins. Zach, when you look at this big picture, who has a better chance of salvaging their situation? Is it Dame and the Blazers or is it James Harden in Philadelphia? I think it's the Blazers only because they have an easier off-ramp here, a more ready-made off-ramp than the Sixers do. They're not trying to win this year. You know eventually cooler heads are going to at least kind of prevail. Miami will come back to the table. Portland will come back with Miami. There's a palatable deal there to be made. And again, Portland has no ambition of winning this season. The Sixers? They have ambition of winning this season. They have enormous pressure to win with Joel Embiid having watched all this endless chaos around him. And how much more is he going to take? And part of that is you've got to win this year. So what's the James Harden trade that puts you in as good a position to win it all this year as you were when you lost game seven in Boston? I don't know that they have an off ramp yet to that trade. Is there a Clippers trade that does that for you? Are the Clippers even close 
to putting into the offer what it would take to keep Philly at that level that they are at now with James Harden? If not the Clippers, then who? I don't know what the off-ramp is here. And what's doubly frustrating for the Sixers from that perspective is hmm. Boston's got to integrate Chris Tapp's Porzingis. He's already dealing with plantar fasciitis. Miami does not have Damian Lillard quite yet. Milwaukee has this Giannis thing hanging over them. Yep. If we could just get our you-know-what together, <laughs> we could make a run here as the Sixers. The East is there to, for us to maybe, maybe take a real shot at, and yet they can't get their you-know-what together, at least not yet. Zach? I think Damian Lillard's going to put out another rap album before we see him traded. Maybe even the same thing for James Harden, okay? Uh, I am going to go with Portland being able to get out of this situation smoother than, than Philadelphia. As I was told by a source who's coached James Harden in the past that he was talking to another coach that coached James Harden and said, listen, James is good until he isn't good, okay? And so James is not good. You know he has the ability to wreck an entire house if he wants to. Damian Lillard, look, I know Aaron, Gorn, uh, Aaron Goodwin's not going to like me saying this, but I think I'll deal with a disgruntled Damian Lillard more than a disgruntled James Harden. Hmm. A disgruntled James Harden, when he wants out, I think he can wreck the entire house. So I think Portland's going to have an easier time getting out of this. But there, there's something interesting in all of this, Perk. It's that it's that word that dun 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 under pressure. Wh which oh. team do you think <laughs> is? Uh, we couldn't get through a whole show without. We couldn't. It, it's fine. Which team do you think is under more pressure to get this resolved before training camp starts? Who needs to, to turn that one up? Well, well, one is Philadelphia. I mean, because the risk of possibly. You know, losing Joel and B, maybe him asking out because of everything that's been going on, not with just the James Harden situation, but in the past. But here's the thing, Malika, Ohm, and Zach. James Harden don't have a pot to pee in and a window to throw it out of in this fight. And when I say what? that, it's because his career is on the line right now. This is not the James Harden of Houston. Right now, Philly is in control. And if James Harden won, wants his career to keep going, he has to show up and do his job with the right mindset. Two, if he wants to get paid, he has to show up and do his job with the right mindset. With everything going on for us, the new CBA and the fines he could get, along with them, I think Bobby Marks talked about this three weeks ago, Basically, he could not become a restricted free agent like Philly could do that as well. Correct. James Harden has no leverage in this, so he has to show up to work. <laughs> Let's shift now to the West. We have some breaking news before we head to break out of New Orleans. According to ESPN senior NBA insider Adrian Wojnarowski, Pelicans guard Trey Murphy III, unfortunately, he suffered a meniscus injury to his left knee during a workout earlier today. He's going to undergo further testing, and ESPN sources are telling our Woj that it is immediately unclear whether or not he's going to require surgery. Now, remember, in his second year out of Virginia, Murphy, he averaged 14.5 points, 3.6 assists, while starting 65 of the 79 games in which he played for New Orleans. So we're certainly wishing him a speedy recovery. All right, we got to talk about this. Still to come on NBA Today, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he says he's not going to sign a contract extension with the Bucks later this month. Should Milwaukee be concerned? Well, yes and no. We explain.
Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome back to NBA Today. All right, so we already checked in on Team USA, but let's take a look around the other teams in the FIBA World Cup. Canada, they came back to beat Spain on Sunday after outscoring them by 15 points in the fourth quarter. Shea Gilgis-Alexander, he finished with 30 points and seven assists. Now, also on Sunday, Germany, they beat Slovenia by 29, led by Dennis Schroeder, who put up 24 points, 10 assists for his first double-double of the tournament. Luka Doncic, he had 23-6-6 and for Slovenia, but clearly that was not quite enough. And then earlier today, Serbia took down Lithuania, 87-68. Bogdan Bogdanovic had 21 points to lead the Serbians to make the semis, and they now await the winner of Canada and Slovenia. Now, Serbia power forward, Borisa Simonic, he has surgery to remove a kidney after taking an elbow to the midsection. Bogdanovic shared how that's impacting the team. Our teammate who is still with us, Borisa Simonic, um, he gave us amazing energy. We were nervous yesterday, you know, moving to the, another hotel. I see the message from Borisha in the morning after the meeting. He was, guys, I'm good. Don't worry. Let's win tonight. And for, from, from him, just to think about us, you know, after everything that happened to him, he, he unites us, I will say. And uh, that's amazing, amazing guy. Um, and this is for him as well. And then there were six. So here are the remaining teams after Tuesday's action. Team USA waiting in the semis for the winner between Germany and Latvia. And then on the other side of the bracket, Serbia awaits the winner between Canada and Slovenia. All right, Perk. That's who's left in the World Cup field. But that is not what I'm interested in. Oh, no. I want to know who impressed you the most individually on the floor because it is time for the first time in season three of NBA Today for Big Perk's big list of FIBA stars. Take it away, my friend. You know it's that time, man. I know the NBA is right around the corner, but damn it, we still doing it big. We going into World Three, and I mean season three, and again, it's not Malika list, it's not Ohm list, it's not Zach list, it's Big Perk's list. Big time FIBA stars coming in at number five. We about to run it. We tuning it up. Bam! Coming in, Dennis Shooter. Some may call him Dennis the Menace. The man is averaging 20 points per game, seven dimes for Germany. Doing this thing in great fashion. I know we've seen a video of him and his coach getting into it, but that's okay. Sometimes you have to ruffle the feathers. Dennis the Menace has been doing his thing 
worldwide, putting the world on notice again that, hey, Toronto, we're okay. I know we lost Fred Van Bleek, but we got one in Dennis Schroeder. Coming in at number four, Malik, I'm about to drop this pass off. Magic, no look style, know you've been off. Give me the energy, girl. Here we go. <clears throat> Bam! There we go, there we go, SGA, Ooh. averaging what, 24 points a game, something around there, doing his thing for Team Canada. We, we are expecting big things from him this upcoming season. We know he averaged 30 plus last season, and guess what, he ain't just doing it in America, he's frying everybody across the country, doing it in great fashion, SGA, I didn't want to pronounce his whole name, because damn it, I didn't want to get it wrong, so I told I want to talk because it's my list. Oh, I'm coming to you. Show, show me what you got at number three running. Like Big Perks Barbecue and Labor Day. Bam! There we go. I like that. <laughs> I like that. You know who that is? That's Ronda Hollis Jefferson. You know what he been doing? Showing the world why he still should be on the NBA roster. Doing great things in great fashion. I saw a clip going around talking about he was doing it Kobe style. He's been putting up big buckets, putting them ball in the basket. And although they team got eliminated, he shined like new money. I want to give a shout out and show some love to Hollis Jefferson because he put the NBA back on notice and told them I should be back in the league. Zach, you know I'm coming to you. Wherever you at, it's all good. Give me the energy. At number two, run it. Bam! <laughs> there we go, Zach. There we go, Zach Glow. We talking about the guy has, who has completely changed his diet. Took the carbs out and he went to the salads. We're going to Skinny Luca. Leading fever in scoring right now, tearing it up. Showing the Dallas Mavericks that I'm coming back in great fashion. I'm doing this how I've been to doing it. This is the Luca we know. I'm in great shape. I've been running these stairs. Luca the Don. Skinny Luca is at number two. And at number one, I got to do it myself. We talking about a guy that could possibly be the face of the NBA. Bam! Anthony Edwards, some call him Ant-Man, signed a massive contract this year, leading Team USA in scoring, and he's been doing it not on just the offensive end, but he's been strapping down defensively. Steve Kerr called him out. The team basically called him out by passing the ball. Don't worry, I'm a leader. I could do it all. You want dimes? I got that. You want the charisma? I got that. You want the smile, the energy? I got that. And I'm a walking bucket. Again, this is nobody list. This is big perks, big list of big time feeble stars in that order. Well, I know it's big perks list, but Zach, I gotta ask it. Any, any notes? No notes for Perk. It's Perk's list. It's not my list, Malik. I don't know if you heard. It's not your no. list. It's not Ohm's list. Yeah. It's Perk's list. I will say, I already shouted out Paolo Bancaro, who has been great off the bench for us. If I got yeah. a note for Perk, SGA is too low at number four. Oh. I love how SGA, I love how SGA this whole offseason World Cup going into next year is like, Yo, I averaged 30 points a game, first team All-NBA, kind of came a little bit out of nowhere in terms of a huge, gigantic leap. 
I'm not even taking a quarter step back. Mm. I'm coming for 30 a game again. I'm coming for the MVP ballot again. And I'm trying to lead the Thunder back into the real playoffs after getting to the play-in last year. He's just said, like, what last year was was no fluke. I'm yep. coming right back. I love it. I love it. I know I know better than to make any notes on any one of Big Perk's big lists. So this isn't Perk on your no. list, but, but it is one of those stories that sums up, I believe, why we love sports, right? South Sudan, it has been an independent country since 2011 and had never earned an Olympic bid in any sport. That was until Saturday when at the World Cup, the Bright Stars, a team that's made up of refugees and the children of refugees changed all of that. Now, South Sudan is a country that was in civil war from 2013 to 2020. And their team, it is largely funded by Luol Deng. So I, I implore you, go read Brian Windhorst's piece on the stories of the young men who make up this roster, players who fled South Sudan as babies, who relocated to sanctuary cities, who lived in refugee camps, whose parents and grandparents were killed in civil wars. And, and when you've been through all of that, things that many of us I know can't imagine, and then you represent your nation in their first ever Olympics, this is what that sounds like. This is the culmination of, of many of these players' careers. So congratulations, South Sudan. This is what sports is all about. Still to come on NBA Today, Giannis Antetokounmpo, he led the Bucks to an NBA title in 2021. But is his time in Milwaukee running out? We discuss his future in Deer District next. Maybe in 15 years, 20 years, maybe my numbers up there next to Kareem. It takes more than skills to be great. That's what people don't understand. You can be the most skillful person on earth, still don't make the NBA. The NBA is not about skills. When you think about LeBron, you think about consistency. He's been great for 20 years. Think about MJ. Edge, about getting better, obsession. Kobe, obsession. Steph. And it's not just skills. The thing that makes me a step further than people is the obsession and the discipline I have towards the game. Welcome back to NBA Today. I think obsession is a fair way to describe Giannis Antetokounmpo and his relationship, the way that he looks at winning. In nearly two and a half years after signing a five-year, $228 million Supermax extension, Giannis is going to be eligible to tack on an additional two or three years that starts September 22nd. But this is where Bucks fans start to hold their breath a little bit. In a recent interview with the New York Times, the two-time MVP, he casted a little bit of doubt on whether or not he would commit to the franchise long-term. Here's exactly what he said. He said, quote, there will never be hard feelings with the Milwaukee Bucks. The real question's not going to be this year. Numbers-wise, it doesn't even make sense, which is true, by the way. But next year, it would make more sense for both parties. And even then, I don't know. I don't want to be 20 years on the same team and don't win another championship. So, Zach, before the panic button fully gets hit in Milwaukee, what is your takeaway from these comments? 
For all the melodrama with the James Harden situation and the Dame situation, that right there was the most important thing that happened in the NBA this summer because that dude is one of the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest handful of players who in any given season could be the best player in the NBA. That's how important this is. And he has announced to the world, I might not stick around for the duration of my contract or next contract. His current contract, he can end it after next season. That should set off alarm bells everywhere. And as far as pressure on the Bucks, they did everything they could do. They traded a lot of picks for Drew Holiday. They re-signed Brooke Lopez. They re-signed Chris Middleton. They are all in. They've already won a title. But this kind of stuff, when something like this is hovering over a team and has been said out loud like this, it always makes me nervous because this is a team coming off a horrible playoff performance. And yeah, Giannis got hurt in the yeah. first game and that may have swung the series. They still did not play very well. They have a brand new coach and just, when you have something like this hovering, it creates a very pressurized situation. Every three-game losing streak becomes Armageddon. Mm -hmm. Every slump becomes a big deal. It just makes me a little nervous going into this season because there is an enormous amount of pressure on everybody on that team now that Giannis has come out and said the quiet part out loud. And that's it. It's the quiet part out loud because we all know, right, Giannis is, is maniacal, is surgical, right, and when it comes to winning. You and I were both in Milwaukee the last time these discussions were boiling up when, when Giannis was trying to decide whether or not he was going to stay in Milwaukee long-term and ultimately a Supermax was reached. Do you see any similarities between this time and last? Malika, I think Giannis is doing his due diligence as a superstar. He's got to hold the Milwaukee Bucks Eat accountable. The, fire. the last time before he signed this Supermax extension, I sat down with him and he basically said, look, why not play for the same team and same organization for 20 years, 25? Maybe yeah. after I'm playing, I'm on the staff somehow. He pointed out and said, Steph, Dirk, mm -hmm. Duncan, and Kobe, why not me? Why not be with the same team for that long? But he said, he made it very clear, Everybody has to be on the same page about winning a championship. As long as everybody's together pulling in the same direction yeah. to win a championship, why not stay for 20 years? So I think this is, this is Giannis having to hold the organization accountable. I'm not, I agree with Zach. The Bucks have done everything they can, but the Bucks are going to have to keep doing everything they can to make sure that he has that cast around to win a championship. So this is what we're showing you now is losing to the Miami Heat earlier in the playoffs. But knowing Giannis a bit, covering him for several years, Perk, Family, first and foremost, is what matters to Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm -hmm. Loyalty, in many ways, to, to his family, to the people in his circle, to now the Milwaukee Bucks. He's talked about how the Milwaukee Bucks have allowed him and his family to get into a completely different position. And then winning. Th those are the three pillars, as it would be, of Giannis Antetokounmpo. So how much pressure do you think is on the Bucks front office? Because, as Om just said, it's about pulling in the same direction toward that ultimate goal of winning again. Yes, he wants to be loyal. He wants to so badly but not at the cost of not winning another championship. One, every person in the front office is in the, for the Milwaukee Bucks are going to be walking around like they have plantar fasciitis, okay? <laughs> That's how they're going to be walking around. The number two point, Giannis is not a superstar. He's not an all-star. Giannis Antetokounmpo is a mega star. Giannis Antetokounmpo moves the needle. Giannis Antetokounmpo is powerful. I was down there two years ago when he, uh, uh, yeah, two, two years ago when he won the NBA championship. And you know the thing about Giannis that he did when I watched and I walked into that new arena? 
I saw buildings being put up. I saw restaurants being built. I saw structure. I saw a whole lot of things being built, and that was solely based because of Giannis Antetokounmpo bringing life not only to the Milwaukee Bucks, but to, to the city of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. and, it and it quickly took me back to when I played with Braun on, in, in Cleveland. How many restaurants and how the city was alive and how many people had jobs and when Braun left, you know, how the economy went down, basically, you know, in, in, in Cleveland, it's going to be the same effect. So not only should the the front office should be nervous, the fan base should be nervous, and everybody in the city of Milwaukee should be nervous and hope that not only the team rise to the occasion to help win another championship this year because that heals all wounds, yep. but the front office do their part throughout the course of the season and see what's out there because they might have to make a move at the trade deadline to secure and make Giannis Antetokounmpo happy. I'm not as good at reading tea leaves as our friend Brian Windhorst is, but Zach, there's, there's one date that I kind of have my eye on that maybe could give us a glimpse into what could happen, and that date is February 22nd, because on February 22nd of 2024, Drew Holiday will be extension eligible with the Milwaukee Bucks. He, he has all the mm. way through late June or something like that to sign that extension. If an extension is not reached, that's when the alarm bells really start going off for me. Is that sort of a premonition of what could be to come? So that February 22nd date is sort of what I'm watching until then. You know, we all know Giannis. We expect him to come out, play hard for Milwaukee because he wants to win another one in Milwaukee if he can. All right, coming up on NBA Today, let's talk about another pair of uh, former champs, Klay Thompson. He's been known to talk a little bit of trash. But you got to hear what he said in China last week about the Warriors title chances this season. He's got a bold prediction coming up next. Welcome back to NBA Today. Welcome back to NBA Today. Malika Andrews here with Om Young, Masuk, Zach Lowe, and Big Park. All right, guys, it's time for one of our favorite summer segments because we're holding on to those last days of summer hot summer mics. All right, first we're going to head to China where Clay Thompson, he made some very interesting, we're going to call it a manifestation. Take a listen. Thanos. Who has Thanos in here? I'm trying to get five rings like Thanos. You see that? One. Two, three, four, five to finish. Let's make another one. Yeah, but technically six, but we don't count that. And I can't wait to get back to California, get back to work, because you guys inspired me to be the best I can be. So thank you so much. I love you. I can't wait to come back to China next summer with the fifth ring. All right, Zach, five rings. Warriors going to win it all this season? I like it. I like the optimism from Clay. I think he's going to get off to a better start this season than he did last season. I'll say this. Mm. Steve Kirk hinted at it the other day in his FIBA press conference about how, how he's had a he, – he, he, talking to Austin Reeves about how he's still not over that playoff series. That whole organization feels like a missed opportunity passed them by and they could have won that Lakers series last year. I think they're coming back, and I'll tell you this, I will not count them out until those dudes are gone and retired because they've done enough winning to earn the benefit of the doubt. Their window is not closed. Hmm, I like it. Five rings in the bay. Okay. Next, LeBron James agent, longtime <laughs> friend, CEO of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul. He offered an interesting perspective on the Jordan-LeBron debate. Take a listen. LeBron's antlers is in platinum and Michael's may be in gold. Why? Because 
when you think about he had to be compared to Mike. Who did Mike have to be compared to? Antlers. Uh, Perk, what's your reaction to hearing Rich Paul's comments? Do you agree here? Well, well, first of all, it was a great interview. I thought throughout the course, Rich yep. Paul gave free game that he should have been charging for. That's number one. Number two, okay, I disagree with him to this aspect. Okay, if LeBron James has platinum antler, what is antlers, antlers. or whatever it yeah. is? Yes, then Jordan has platinum antlers. They're sitting at the same dinner table. Might not be ordered in the same state, but they're at the same table. And we could debate all day long about who's the greatest, who's the GOAT. The older generation go go with MJ. Guys like myself, I've seen this jersey, I'm going to go with LeBron. So I do agree with Rich Paul for as LeBron and what he had to overcome and being compared to MJ, being labeled the chosen one. But at the end of the day, they both have platinum antlers. They're sitting at the same dinner table. What what is what's higher than platinum? Whatever is higher than platinum, that would be what Michael is. Look, I understand what Rich Paul is saying. Don't Rich, start Paul, that on. <laughs> Rich Paul has a point that LeBron <laughs> is compared. Everything he's compared to is Michael, the standard bearer. But let's not forget when Michael was coming in and he had to basically make his legacy. He was falling magic and bird. The guys, the best players on the best franchises in the NBA that basically created and made the NBA glamorous and what it is today. So I don't, I, I don't know about that. I understand that LeBron is coming in and everything he does is compared to Michael. Mm -hmm. But let's not forget that Michael, when he came in, he had to follow Magic and Bird, and he created And I still have Michael above LeBron. Well, I, my favorite thing to come from this segment is Perk's antlers motion that he's doing yet. <laughs> your, your antlers are diamond to me, Kendrick. All right, here's our next WNBA game. Sure. It's on ESPN2. <laughs> Sunday, the last day of the regular season. It's flying. We're featuring the Aces in the Mercury. This one, it begins at 3 o'clock Eastern. Nikola Jokic, you mentioned him. Uh, best basketball player in the world at the moment. Incredible guy. Just, uh, you know, everyone is so amazed with, with his skills and with his talent and what he does on a, on a, on a basketball court. Um, you know, I'm not a basketball expert, so I can't really talk about his game so much, but I'm a huge fan, obviously. A Serbian uh, basketball player coming from Serbia and, you know, dominating the NBA is something that you know, it doesn't happen very often. I think it never happened in, in, in the history of, of our basketball in Serbia that we had the best basketball player in the NBA. So that's amazing, and uh, we all love him, support him. So that was tennis superstar Novak Djokovic talking about and showing major love for two-time MVP Nikola Jokic. He said that he's not necessarily a basketball expert. So, Perk, I'm going to start with you, our expert here. Right now, who do you think is the best player in the world? You got to go with Jokic. Although I want to say Giannis Antetokounmpo, but you have to go with Jokic. What he did winning the finals MVP and how he dominated through the postseason when it mattered the most. Uh, I mean, no one could deny it. I mean, at the end of the day, it, it, it made AD one of the best defensive players in our game in the post area. Have to, like, you know, second guess himself. Zach? 
It has to be Jokic. Look, Giannis is not done with this conversation. Maybe Embiid butts into it, somebody else. But this dude has won two of the last three MVPs. And the year he didn't win it, his team won the championship. He was finals MVP, and he was the most dominant player in the playoffs. Jokic is on the throne today. It's Jokic, Summer Jokic. He's not even done dancing, Malika. He's still dancing somewhere right and, now in I mean, Europe. My favorite part, he's still out there winning horse races as well. So he's dominating in another sport. That's it for us. We're going to see you tomorrow right here on ESPN2.